Welcome to the Self-Worth Solution with Nicole Denise, a podcast to help you wake up to the truth of your worthiness, find real freedom, and learn to create a nurturing and supportive relationship with yourself. I'm your host, Nicole. I'm a self-love advocate and master coach. My intention for my podcast is to be as candid and truthful with you as possible as I share lessons from my own journey of healing and self-compassion. Come along with me as we unlearn the lies and distortion diet culture taught us that cause us to mistrust and reject ourselves so you can finally say yes to the love, happiness, and the life you crave. Welcome to the Self-Worth Solution Podcast Episode 17. I am so excited to be back with you this week. I'm actually recording this podcast episode from my bed. I've got I've had a bed office set up um, so that when I feel able to, I can prop myself up still at a really steep angle um, for my belly to not get constricted um, and work these last few weeks. Um, and uh, last week, I, some of you may know um, from following me or from listening to my last episode, I did have another surgery this last week, so I, I did not have the wherewithal or the bandwidth to record and publish an episode last week. So I am very, very grateful to be feeling focused and clear and energized so much so that I can join you here this week. Today I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on talking to you all, um, carrying over or picking up rather from where we were last week. And if you haven't listened to episode 16, um, I talk about the disconnect between diet mentality and anti-diet methodology. And I want to just keep on sharing um, from a point of view of someone that has for far too long been lost in that gap, wanting to absolutely ditch the diet mentality, but also being so conditioned by diet culture and um, not just about aesthetics and outward appearance, although absolutely um, that has been a, a thread of my story as it is for really without exception all of us, isn't it? Because it's so highly esteemed, one's aesthetic, one's beauty. But in the last decade of my life, it was really around my health that I still was lost in that gap. And I wanted to believe, and uh, not just like the desire to believe, but also I read compelling um, books, understood really great information that indeed our weight is not indicative solely or solely indicative of our health. But I was, I had so deeply internalized and this might be you, dear listener. We are so deeply conditioned 
We're so accustomed to believing that our weight is an indicator of health and it doesn't help our situation at all. It doesn't help us unhook from that. It further hooks us how we are treated by medical professionals, right? How we get talked to when we go to the doctors. I definitely want to have more conversations on future podcast episodes and invite some guests to help bring nuance to this conversation. But for today, I want to talk about, I want to focus on how we get free, how we find our way out of this gap. So if you're like me, if you're somewhere lost in that gap, you can think of it as a scary, thick forest. Have you ever been lost in the forest? I have. (laughs) It was in a junior high youth group. We were on a camping trip and my would-be sister-in-law, we were not friends at the time. I don't even think we liked each other. (laughs) We got lost in the woods um, apart from the group and it took us a while to find our way back to the group. And it was very scary. And um, it was the Pacific Northwest uh, forest, so beautiful and bear laden. <laughs> but it's scary. And in that place of unknown, like when I think of that, all of the possibilities and the uh, risks that could be waiting in that forest loomed larger in my imagination. And I think that's really a really perfect analogy for this gap between this disconnection, this space in between diet mentality and the ditch the diet methodology. There's so much unknown out there. So our brains can make up a lot and fill in a lot of blanks. And because we have had lived experiences where healthcare practitioners and medical professionals have confirmed all of those fears or, or um, treated us with disrespect, uh, talked to us as if we're not people, we're just a big fat blob, a big number, right? Those experiences helped our brains come up with lots of scary worst case scenarios, It certainly has and did for me um, for a long time. And I still am finding my way. I might come around and be like, ah, base camp, I found it, I'm not actually lost. And then I can get lost again. And that's simply because the information that is available in our world is still so, so entrenched and informed by this incorrect notion that our weight determines our health And we're not even talking about our worth. That's a whole nother battle, isn't it? Our weight determines our worth. Bullshit. So lately in my Instagram posts, I've been doubling down on my transparency and my vulnerability as I share from my own experiences so that you can reflect from your journey and understand that you're not alone. And I want to also use my experiences, my stories to help flood the information that's out there so that there's truth available and not just these notions and protocols that are steeped in fat bias and weight stigma. 
One of the stories I shared this last week was breaking chairs and things (laughs) growing up. And I noticed even as I was sharing the stories, they're still so painful because it's with a little girl's mind. One of the stories is when I was 10 and I was on the plastic um, flat swing on, you know, one of those metal swing sets. I don't even think these are made anymore. This is like the eighties and they're so painful, but also I found myself wanting to be like, and I wasn't even that big dot, 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 but that's not useful. That's not actually me operating outside of weight stigma. It would be me justifying my existence and the nature of me and my size from inside the weight stigma. And so I would erase that and just just deliver the story. There are so many experiences and awkward situations growing up in a larger body, in a culture that worships thinness and equates health and beauty with our value as a person. Little 10-year-old Nicole breaking the plastic swing on our family friend's backyard swing set, hearing a loud quack beneath my bum and getting quite a nasty pinch of a bruise on my thighs as I stood up startled to see the the toilet seat broken in my grandparents' bathroom, unfolding a metal chair in youth group and sitting down only to be dumped onto the floor after one of the metal legs bent and then broke. It was hard to imagine in these experiences how I, how I would go on. How would I live through this? I remember so many tears. I remember apologizing to my grandparents again and again. So sorry. And I remember also just being so humiliated at my the family, friend's house, the other kids, my siblings, all so much smaller than me. And, you know, because our experiences are never in a vacuum, they're never isolated, right, by themselves. There's, there's just so many other um, facets of our life and lived experience that are informing everyday experiences. So shame grew from those incidents. Even if The friends were so kind. Even if the grandparents made me laugh and like, honey, it's okay. You know, it still stuck with me because of all that I had been told prior to that point and all that I would be told after those incidents that led me to believe that the truth is I was wrong inside a larger body. I wanted to shrink myself. I learned to preemptively offer excuses for myself I'll sit in the front. Nobody wants to sit next to me. My hips are too big. I'll be in the back of the picture line. Nobody wants to see me out front. And I'd make jokes before others could. They're a hit. People love fat jokes. But it was hurting me inside. I thought it was protecting me. And of course, I I now know that hiding and ridiculing myself didn't save me from anything at all. It only caused further harm, further shame, more impulse to avoid and stay hidden. The healing from the shame and the self-disgust that I had learned growing up in a larger body within a weight and size obsessed culture had come from or has come from learning the truth of my worth and value as a person. I really spent decades losing and gaining hundreds of pounds, 
miserable in the grip of food and body shame. And even though I was fighting the good fight of ditching the diet and finding food freedom, I wasn't ever really gaining any ground toward actual true liberation. It was just the same cycle over and over. Because what I didn't learn from inside of the diet culture informed solution, I talk about this on the last episode, what nobody ever taught me was that I had to first wake up to the truth of my own worth. Only then have I been able to stand up to the lies and the distortions of diet culture. This is not a revolution that will be won from within the confines of the systems that created the biases we are suffering from. So it's, it, that is what was informing the, the impulse I had to be like, I, I wasn't even that big and I broke the furniture. Doesn't matter. That's not it. That's justification and language still being used to make an argument that doesn't need to be made. You are born worthy. You remain worthy. We all must wake up, step into that truth. Only then will we possess the armor we need to abolish the systems of oppression and injustice that perpetuate harm and suffering for bodies all over the world. Fighting diet culture is what I am doing for the revolution. That means attending to my own healing. And healing, it is not a linear path. It's not linear. And uh, that concept of, you know, two steps forward, one step back, yeah. And sometimes it's one step forward, five steps back. But remember, the journey is all about us learning and growing. And if we can let go of the black or white binary thinking that really uh, serves the cycles of diet culture, if we can let go of that and lean into the nuance of what it is to actually be human, let go of the constructs of justifying our presence here, if we're taking up more space than what we see and start to understand is acceptable, fuck that. Take up the space. No one can argue your worth, but it is not something that we just literally wake up out of bed with having been existing within these constructs, having internalized all of this information, seeing day in, day out images of thin bodies. If you haven't yet started to curate your social media feeds, with accounts that show bodies of all shapes and sizes living wonderful, joyful, fulfilled, and meaningful lives, do yourself a favor and do it now. And if you need help, I've got a fantastic tool. It's called the Dieter's Dilemma Resource Guide. It's a list of really great empowered voices and experts and bodies that are also fighting diet culture, leading this revolution of self-love and worthiness. You can grab that from the link in my bio on Instagram, and you can also grab it on my website. And those, uh, all that stuff comes at the end, so make sure you listen to the outro. 
I hope that today's topic helps you to expand your heart in compassion for your everyday experiences. I hope that it allows you some space to just breathe a little bit deeper, love yourself a little harder. It is a challenge at first. It really is a challenge to learn how to advocate for ourselves, to unlearn the habit of apologizing for ourselves. And the point all this of all of this effort isn't just um, to simplify your life and to make sure you're smiling more, although I want those things. What makes all of this effort and all of this hard work worth it is because there's a lot of shit going down in the world that we ought to be paying attention to. And we are spending way too much of our time and energy trying to shrink our bodies, eat this, don't eat that, starve ourselves, ignore ourselves, starve our appetites, all that shit. And it just gets in the way of us showing up fully in the world. There's a ton of great research how restriction invites obsession. So if you're feeling as you're listening, like there's no way I actually am obsessed with food. I, I, I'm not healthy. You know, if you're, if you're, inner critic has got lots of counter arguments to this. Let's connect. Let's talk. I guarantee it's the lies and the distortions of diet culture that are keeping you fixated and distracted from really being able to show up in your life. If you're pursuing your own freedom from diet culture and you resonate with how important this is for your life, so you can show up for the justice you long to see in our world, please reach out. Again, stay for the outro. You'll hear how you can connect with me. I sure would love if you'd take a few minutes to rate and review the podcast and this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you're getting um, the episodes automatically every week on Thursday. Until next time, beautiful hearts, may peace be with you. Blessings. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying my podcast and you'd like to help support me, I invite you to leave a rating and review or post about it on social media. And to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at Nicole Denise underscore life by design or sign up for my newsletter over on my website, Nicole Denise life by design.com. Finally, if you felt supported and encouraged by what you heard today, it's very likely that someone in your life would benefit as well. And sharing is caring. So go ahead and send somebody a link to today's show and let's spread this revolution of self-love and worthiness. Thanks again. Love life. And I'll see you next time.